There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I suppose uh, the big story all week has been the chaos at Dublin Airport last weekend. Up to over a a thousand people missed their flights on Sunday because of the queues. Even though they had arrived early, they didn't make it in time to the flight. Um, And a lot of people are going to be flying out of Dublin Airport this weekend. It's um, expected to be the busiest weekend at the airport since the pandemic, uh, since before the pandemic. So a lot of people who are travelling, many people from Cork will be travelling to Dublin today and over the weekend to fly out fly out of there and they've been wondering what's going to happen. People have been rightly concerned about whether or not they'll make their flight but the DAA have been putting measures in place to avoid a repeat of last week and Ralph Regal of the Irish Independent has been looking at those measures in today's paper. Good morning Ralph. Good morning Fiona. Ralph, at 300 flights are scheduled to leave Dublin Airport today. Um, I, I was looking there at Twitter before we came on air and a lot of people were saying that it was extremely busy all morning but that that uh, things seem to be moving fairly fast. So have they upped the amount of people they have working at the airport, particularly security staff? They have, Fiona, and what also seems to have taken place is that they've organised measures to deal with the crowds, which is something that didn't seem to have happened last Sunday. Now, as you mentioned, there was a 1,000 people um, missed their flights um, last Sunday, and an analysis of what happened seems to indicate that there were bottlenecks outside the terminal, that there just wasn't enough people outside organising people into queues, such as, you know, those who have to check bags, those who only have carry-on luggage, those who have effectively already checked in and only need to try and go to security uh, queues. So what has happened today is that you're talking about the busiest um, travel weekend since the pandemic uh, began. You're talking about 328 flights. That's spread between 204 flights at Terminal 1 today and 124 flights at Terminal 2. Now, there are two major periods of the day where I I know certainly DA officials are concerned about uh, Mm. congestion. Between 6 a.m. and 7 a.m., you had a total of 36 flights leaving. That was 18 flights from Terminal 1 and 18 flights from Terminal 2. And the next pinch point in the day really occurs between about probably, I suppose, 6 o'clock to just before 8 o'clock. And between, uh, you have 19 flights leaving uh, Terminal 1 at just between 7 and 8. 
and you've only six between uh, seven and eight at Terminal 2. Now, Terminal 2 really begins to quieten down from seven o'clock. There's only one departure uh, between eight and nine. That's at 8.15. It's an Aer Lingus service to Heathrow from Terminal 2. And really, things begin to get very quiet from just about eight o'clock onwards at Terminal 1. You've 10 flights leaving between eight and nine. You've only three between 9 and 10, and 7 flights between 10 and 11. And the last flight leaving Terminal 1 is a 10.50. It's a Fly 1 service going to Chisinau. So I think what they're hoping for is that if they're organised enough for those two major um, pinch points in the day, that there won't be any major queues. But certainly the indication so far is the systems are working there's been no one has missed any flight um, due to queuing or delays so far today. And they're hopeful that those measures will work over the weekend. Yeah, I was just going to say that to you. Um, are these measures that they have in place for today, this is going to be continued right across the weekend, I'm assuming? Oh, oh it certainly is. Now, obviously, today is going to be the busiest of the days, but everything that's in place today will effectively be in place throughout the four-day travel weekend. And I think what's going to happen then is you're going to have a longer-term look at um, Dublin Airport. Um, certainly, there's ongoing staff recruitment, which is going to assist with things like security um, checks with uh, passenger handling outside and inside the terminal. But I think there also has to be questions asked about you know, if you look at the sheer volume of flights and focus on Dublin Airport, th- there's definitely an argument that some of those flights could potentially have been transferred to Cork, mm. which is also owned by the DAA. And also, there's a significant number of people who are travelling from, say, Munster to fl- for flights in Dublin. And why is that? Why aren't they using airports closer to home, such as Shannon and Cork? And I think those are issues that are certainly going to be asked within a political forum over the months and uh, weeks and months ahead. Yeah, even when we were discussing the chaos here on the show on Monday, um, we were sent a, a picture by a listener who was up at Cork Airport and it was completely dead. It was completely empty. And then you see these chaotic scenes from Dublin and you were saying yourself there that, you know, a lot of those people have travelled from the Munster region and could have very easily have travelled from Cork if we had the flights from Cork. Very much so. And I think that's a very, very important question to ask is that, you know, everyone understands, I mean, Dublin is a is a big city airport. I mean, Dublin would see itself as competing with the likes of, I mean, Frankfurt, some of the London airports, Paris or whatever for, mm. for international tourists. But it doesn't um, take away from the fact that Cork is a fine airport. It just got a brand new runway um, open last year. And, you know, it, its selection of flights has certainly improved since the, the pandemic has uh, be- begun to grind to a halt. But there is an issue about why are so many people traveling from, say, you know, Cork, Tipperary, Waterford, Kerry, which would be the natural catchment area for Cork Airport. Why are they traveling for flights in Dublin? Surely there can be an argument that some of those flights should be provided in Cork. And given the issues in terms of queues and delays and pressure on Dublin airports services. I mean, would it not have made sense to have some of those flights operating from Cork where there have been no queues or problems? When we were discussing this with Kevin Hurley of the CBA last Monday, a number of listeners had messaged us saying it's not just that easy to, it's not up to the DA really to just transfer a lot of flights from Dublin down to Cork, that it's up to the airlines. So how easy is it to actually do that, to to move the flights that are going out of Dublin, um, to move them down to, to somewhere like Cork or even Shannon? Well, I think moving them on a short-term basis is difficult. They're absolutely Mm. correct on that. But I think if you take a medium to long-term view of it, if people from this region 
are travelling to Dublin to fly somewhere else. Well, why can't those flight options be offered down here? And how they're offered is by a package of support measures, by discounts, and by the airport authority, supported by government, obviously, encouraging a greater selection of flight options. And, like, that shouldn't be a problem for Dublin Airport, because Dublin Airport, DA owns Cork Airport. Mm. And certainly with a little bit of emphasis, um, you know, those flight options should clearly be available down here. And I think it's also worth pointing out that a number of years ago when Norwegian came into um, Ireland, the big argument for Norwegian that they were providing transatlantic options and they were doing all kinds of things for the benefit of of the regional airports, i.e. Shannon and Cork. Mm. But as it turned out, most of the, the the Norwegian flights were actually being offered from Dublin. So I think we do have to sit back and say, well, are we really in favour of regional development? Are we really in favour of diversifying our travel access um, strategy? Or are we going to continue to funnel almost everything into Dublin Airport? And of course, behind all of this, there's the argument that you know Dublin is campaigning for a second runway. Mm. So is this very much part of the strategy to keep numbers or, or rebuild numbers to such a level in Dublin that you get this major investment? Whereas I think airports like, you know, Shannon, Kerry, um, Cork, even uh, Ireland West in, in, in Connacht, I mean, that they really could benefit far more from some of these passenger numbers and some of these flight access options. Yeah. Finally, Rav, I don't know if this is something that you know, but, um, you know, I suppose the main priority for people is to get out of Dublin Airport this weekend. But I did see that people were given out about the state of the place, that it wasn't very clean and that the toilets weren't being regularly checked. And even at Cork Airport, I'm hearing that, um, you know, there's a very limited amount of food. So I think there's um, a, a bigger problem there as well with staff. I know today the, and this weekend that the focus is getting people out, but there does seem to be issues with the airports. And I suppose, you know, it's a it's an effect of, of having been under lockdown for so long that they're just not back it up and is. running really properly yet. Yeah, it is. And I think you have to put it in context for, for airport operators. I mean, I think the, the rough statistics yesterday were that if you look at the, the number, number of passengers traveling through Dublin Airport today, that they're almost back to 95 percent of pre-pandemic travel levels, which is astonishing because some people had been predicting it would take several years Mm. for that to happen. But at at the same time, they're operating with only about 70% of their pre-pandemic staffing. And that has put major pressure on some of the services. And what certainly seems to have happened is that given the queues and given the security pressure, those particular areas have become very much a focus for staffing and that other areas you know, there is recruitment going on. Certainly, I think that the airport authorities are very much aware of those issues. But until they can get the extra staffing in, they may very well prove to be issues for, for, for the, the short term ahead until staffing levels get up to cope with the volumes of, volumes of passengers going through these facilities. You mentioned there, Ralph, um, just about the discounts. And the caller has been in touch to say that they were looking at flying um, to Amsterdam and the flights from Cork to Amsterdam were €250, Euro, whereas from Dublin to Amsterdam it was only €70. Euro, and they're saying that, you know, a, a lot of young people in particular can't afford such a difference. I mean, that's a massive difference, isn't it? It is. And I'd like to know why there's that difference, Mm. because essentially the the landing fees certainly in principle should be lower 
in Cork, given the fact that a lot of the, the new route options are being promoted in Cork. I mean, fuel costs the same whether you're buying it in Dublin or whether you're buying it in Cork, and price differentials, and I suspect that that's true across an awful lot of routes, that mm-hmm. if you compare the prices um, with, say, Cork, Shannon, Ireland, West, Kerry, compare them to Dublin, you'll find that Dublin probably is a bit cheaper. There probably is, there's an argument that, that volumes going through a facility drive down prices, but I think we do have to look at our strategy to say, you know, if we're talking about clean, green, you know, a country mm. where people travel through their local hubs, well, then why are we allowing such price differentials to drive people from to the expense and the congestion on our roads and whatever to travel from Cork and Kerry all the way up to Dublin for a flight that they could have, uh, you know, taken mm. locally? And of course, it, it's very important to say as well. People flying through Cork and Kerry, that supports local jobs. And it's very important, I think, that we start saying that we need specific measures to ensure that people who are traveling, who are living in Cork and Kerry and Tipperary and Waterford, that they're encouraged to use local services rather than having to drive to Dublin. Indeed. Thank you so much, Ralph. That was Ralph Regal from the Irish Independent. And joining me now is News Talk reporter Michael Dooley, who is actually at Dublin Airport. Good morning, Michael. How are you, Fiona? Nice to talk to you. Uh, Brian was saying there that, you know, he got through uh, fairly quickly and staff are playing a blinder and processing quickly. Is that the, the mood that you're getting there from people? Is that the, the vibe up at the airport? It really is. There's actually a lot of surprise. You find a lot of passengers turning up and saying, wow, why did I actually come this, this much <laughs> early? Because it really is moving very smoothly. The changes that the DAA put in place seem to be working. Uh, we're hearing that it's less than an hour through security and through baggage, which is astounding compared to last weekend where 1,400 people missed their flight. So it's a, it's a sea change of a difference. Yeah, um, I know that they were talking about building, a, 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 what is it, it's like a tent outside a holding area for passengers. Is that uh, proving to be effective? Yeah, so I actually have my head stuck under it now because it's flashing <laughs> rain. And oh, to be it? honest, it is indeed. But uh, the only effect it's having right now because of the, the queues moving so efficiently, is, is to shelter people from the rain. There's no backlog. Uh, there's no one waiting under the marquees. Now, I will say at about half four in the morning this morning, there was a bit of activity on social media, which did show that queues did overflow, not just to the marquees, but from the marquees. And there were queues down the street um, on the ramp in Terminal 1. Mm. But at the moment, since then, and even then I heard it ran quite smoothly, since then it's been no problem at all. And, uh, you know, Ralph was saying there that they had upped the amount of staff that they have. So obviously that is proving to be very effective as well, which is the main thing really, isn't it? Yeah, so we're hearing that a maximum amount of security lanes are open. So they've said, the DAA, that is, that they are working at full capacity, uh, which would resemble uh, pre-pandemic levels of staff. So obviously last weekend was a little bit of a kick in the teeth uh, to the DAA. It was damaging to their reputation and they've really, really upped the action now and it seems like they've they've done quite the hiring drive. That's brilliant. And I suppose that's going to come as a massive relief to a lot of people. We were saying this morning, Michael, that a lot of people from Cork are going to be travelling out of Dublin Airport this weekend. And, you know, we have seen, you know, the chaotic scenes that there was there last weekend and, you know, the amount of uh-huh. people who missed their flights. And people have been very concerned and have been watching this with interest. So I think hearing you saying that this morning now is going to be a massive relief for so many people. Well, here's the thing. Obviously, it is great news and everybody here is very shocked, very happy and very relieved. 
But there is always a chance that, you know, this today is an anomaly, mm. whether it's an anomaly in staffing or an anomaly in uh, flights leaving. There are 36 flights that went out one hour this morning. So it does sound like a day that would have broke the bank for the DAA if conditions were the same as last weekend. So I would say, yeah, be optimistic if, you, if you're coming back to Dublin Airport in the next week or so, but also be cautious. I would still take the advice. Just don't come after the advice, at least if things are the same as today. And just finally, Michael, before I let you go, um, I know that there was confusion about whether or not to arrive early. The DAA were saying that some people were arriving too early, which was causing a, a problem, which was adding to the problem that was already there last weekend. So what is the advice to people now if they're travelling this weekend? Should they arrive two hours before their flight, three hours for long-term flight, or should they arrive a little bit earlier just to, to be on the safe side? Yeah, so the advice is two and a half hours for short-haul flights and three and a half for long-haul, and then to add on an extra hour if they are checking in baggage. So uh, the advice is still quite a lengthy wait, and it is still cautious, and I think that is positive in case there is movement between now and next weekend. Um, But that is the advice. They are asking that nobody comes any earlier than that. Uh, They've said that for emergencies and for extreme overflow, they have set up these areas where people will be held, whether coming into the country or leaving, Um, Now, those aren't being used this weekend, according to the DAA, but they are there just in case people do come too early and there is a huge volume of people in the airport. Brilliant. Michael Dooley, News Talk reporter, thank you so much for joining us on the Opinion Line this morning and for giving us that update live from Dublin Airport this morning. Quartz 96 FM.